aging is a mindset. There's two ages. There's a chronological age and there's a physiological age. And then the other thing, you know, the mindset about being old. My feeling is we got to make the best of the time that we have left and we can outfox the clock by uh, our lifestyle. Retirement. That's what we're all aiming at, right? But exactly what does that mean? It conjures up visions of endless days of golf, drinks with little umbrellas in them on a tropical beach, feet up, reading a book. Is that what it's all about? I don't think so. Life would get pretty dull after a while without anything meaningful to do, don't you think? I'm Jackie Doucette, and I'm on a mission to discover exactly what life is like beyond retirement. Join me while I chat with people who've already done it, who've retired to something rather than from something. Let's find out together exactly what's waiting for us when we say goodbye to that nine to five. Hi, everyone. Welcome to another episode of Beyond Retirement. Today, I'm chatting with a fellow who's a wee bit older than me, but he's running circles around me activity-wise. Stan Kochanoff is an entrepreneur, an environmentalist, and a life coach. In his 80s, he's still running two landscape-related businesses while also being involved in a few other income-generating projects, and he's working on two books. Stan, thanks for joining me today. Well, thank you for having me. So I'd like to start off just by saying thank you for reaching out to me with your email. I, I really appreciate getting emails from my listeners, and I love to hear what each of you are doing in your beyond retirement life of your own. And I'm amazed at all the activities that you're involved in, Stan, and we're certainly going to talk about many of them. But first, I'd like to share with the listeners one of the lines in your email that really stood out to me. You wrote a big, long paragraph um, telling me all about the various activities that you're taking part in. And you finished off with, I can assure you there's no flies on me. I'm a firm believer that if you stop looking and stop learning, you're dead. I love that sentiment. I agree completely. That's my mantra. (laughs) Oh, it's wonderful. Um, And I I mentioned in the intro that you run two landscape-related businesses. Can you tell us a little bit about them? Yeah, well, one is a design business and consulting where I do plans, landscape plans. And I'm also a um, consulting arborist where I uh, specialize in trees, tree tree assessment work and um, try to solve tree problems for people. Or sometimes it leads to court cases where trees have been removed by some neighbor intentionally or inadvertently (laughs) and they have to determine a value of those trees that were lost so i have usually go to court as an expert witness oh that's really interesting so people uh people really get upset about trees being moved from their uh from their property oh definitely and fortunately for me i'm the only registered consulting arborist in the atlantic region so I get a lot of calls. <laughs> wow, that's really, uh, I find that really interesting because I'm I'm always harping at my husband to take down this tree or take down that tree because I'm sick of raking the leaves and picking them out of the pool. <laughs> so having someone fight about keeping the trees. Well, you look like you're in a southern place. I see palm trees there. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> it's uh, That's where I'd like to be. <laughs> that's where you'd like to be. <laughs> Yeah, you're writing a couple of books. You you're chronicling your life, I guess. You Freedom ninety five. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about Freedom ninety five and the and the books that you're doing? 
Okay, well, the first book is Freedom 95 Beyond My Bucket List, and that one is is to aimed towards helping uh, seniors retire with a purpose and uh, exploring options that they can live a long and healthy life with quality, maybe leave a legacy. And I hope that my book will change somebody's life. I know there's a lot of books on aging and aging with a purpose. Uh, I've been doing some research and getting a lot of books. I've got about 40 books I've read now on, on that subject. So mine's going to sort of be a hybrid. And I'm going to be uh, making some uh, ideas and, and tips as to what seniors can do in their after retirement life. That sounds really interesting. That that, uh, that should should uh, urge them on to do other things. Some some people we hope will rewire themselves or reinvent themselves. Some can take a a one eighty turn on what they were doing and do something different. Like a, I've been interviewing a number of people to find out what they're doing in their semi retirement retirement. And there are some crazies like me still working <laughs> <laughs> in their 70s and 80s. <clears throat> but I love what I do. I I, I love helping people and creating uh, a nice environment with the landscape end of it and planting more trees. And trees are my major thing. And then my other company actually does the work. For 48 years, I had employees. Now I'm just basically a broker. I go out and get the work, do the design, project management, and then sub it all out with people that I've worked with over the years. So it's a lot, of, a lot less stress. And that's good. I think it leaves you more time to do the things that uh, you're meant to be doing. Yeah, and yeah, and I, I've really, I'm really interested in self development. So I've been doing a lot of self development courses and motivational stuff. I want to uh, I want to learn more, even at this stage. <laughs> I feel you can't stop learning. So this this book I hope will will, will help people, and it's going to launch my uh, coaching uh, life coaching career. I've had a couple of life coaching um, workshops with different companies, and one in Canada. Um, who specialize in what they call flourishing, flourishing life coach. So I'm just getting started on that part of it. I'm, I'm certainly not to the point where I can go out and tell somebody what to do yet. I've got a good idea, but I'm just going to make sure I get, get my book done so that I have a little more credibility. I think you're one of the uh, few people who thinks they can't tell people what to do because you haven't learned enough. Uh, most people are real quick to tell you what you should be doing. Yeah. Well, I can help them out some from other life issues from my own career and business, being in, working with people for 48 years. But uh, the life, the, uh, the coaching end of it towards, uh, you know, the topic is something I just want to, you know, master before I go out and say, uh, I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> then my second book is, Basically about my journey from life start from baby to uh, to oh, now. Wow. Uh, I've had a lot of a lot a lot of experience, a lot of interesting things that I've done in my life. Um, we've uh, 
moved around quite a bit and um, finally settled here in Nova Scotia. But I've been through a couple of Olympics as a volunteer uh, in uh, Vancouver and Sochi as a volunteer and then also the Canada Games here in Halifax. So uh, that was kind of fun and interesting. I wanted to do the one in Korea, but I was on the edge. 79, I think, is the, is the oh. limit. So. <laughs> and then I was getting a new knee at the time, so I said, that's good. It requires a lot of walking, so I, 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 I got out of that one. So I do volunteer work at uh, the hospital. As, we have a palliative care memory garden that I look after. And I volunteer with the um, Hockey Heritage Society. Our, uh, our our town, Windsor, Nova Scotia, is the birthplace of hockey. Uh, we've we've proven proven the case. <laughs> so we have a, a society and a museum. So I work work with those people as well. And then I'm uh, I set up a program called Tree Rangers for all the new trees that we uh, we plant. We we go out and do some. Uh, work to um, get the trees established for a couple of years Wow! as a volunteer. We have a group called Communities in Bloom, which sort of tries to um, promote environmental uh, enhancement and also uh, recycling and heritage and that kind of thing. So I'm a co-chair of that program as well. And then I'm the uh, tree canopy coordinator for the former town of Windsor, which is now a municipality we've amalgamated. And I was one of the fathers of amalgamation. Oh, wow. <laughs> so so we've had a lot of interesting things that we've done. So as far as my, my book, I'm sort of aiming it for people who are in retirement or considering retirement or maybe semi-retired and some that are, that are still working. It's interesting. There's a there's there's a few people still working in their their eighties. <laughs> there are there are lots of them. Yeah, and uh, I know a lot has been done on this topic. I was checking out Google. There was like uh, 111 million <laughs> books on aging, <laughs> and only about a seven, several hundred on aging with a purpose. So, like I said, my book will be a hybrid of this type of thing. And I've been doing a lot of research with a lot of top name motivators like Tony Robbins and uh, Dan Butner, uh, who has done a lot with the Blue Zone solutions and people living in uh, longevity in some rare places like Okinawa and um, Sardinia. Um, and I read uh, Victor Frankel's uh, book, Purpose. Personal or no, um, the meaning, sorry, man's search for meaning. Yeah. Anyway, there's a whole list of them I'm looking at. And then I've got about 40. I've gone to the library and tried to get as many books on aging that I could. And everybody has a different twist to it. So mine will be a collection of those twists. So I've come up some with some tips. Um, I'll sort of give those to sure. you. Sure, I'd love to hear them. I'm doing my research last night when I came home from the hospital. I'm sort of establishing a, a, a list of tips 
to reverse aging, and that includes um, exercise, staying mentally sharp, having critters. <laughs> I think I think animals are really important for seniors. Well, up here, I, I'm sure they do in the states too. We uh, we have dogs that are taking into seniors' homes as as uh, comfort yep. for the animals. Yep. They, they love they love to go in there, and take them in the hospital. So I, I think I think even though a lot of people shy away when they're in their latter, latter years, they don't want to look after animals. But they're still so great to have around. <laughs> I mean, we treat them like children. Yep. I think they're wonderful too. They're very calming. And we always say we live we live with our animals. <laughs> the other thing was uh, giving back to your community and I'm trying to do some of that myself and I think that's important for seniors too to to do. There's all sorts of things that you can volunteer for whether it's church groups or community uh, organizations, uh, social clubs, things like that. And I and I think this, the business of being, staying, socializing mm -hmm. within your community is important for Very a senior, important. not to isolate yourself. Like some people tend, well, I'm retired. I'm not going to bother going to this or not going to go to that. We'll just sit home. Mm -hmm. So it's really important. And we have a social group here in, in Windsor which we, my wife and I belong to, and we enjoy getting together. I mean, everybody's in there. 70s or so <laughs> but it's, it's kind of fun so what kind of things do you do the other thing is pardon what kind of things do you do in the social group well we usually bring in speakers oh nice get a speaker uh, to talk about uh, different things i i'm i'm planning to do a, a talk on my 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 book uh, i did one on my visit to uh, sochi uh, to the, the olympics Several years ago, that's about six years ago now. It was two thousand, no, along that eight years, two thousand fourteen. Yeah. When I came back, I, I did, did a bunch of talks. Same with Vancouver. The other thing is, uh, I'm um, pitching yoga and meditation, which which I do, thankfully. Uh, I've been doing it for quite a while. I had a little break when I had to get two new knees, but. <laughs> Uh, I'm doing okay with that now. That would be the time for the meditation rather than the yoga. Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, for some people who are having a little trouble physically, uh, it's still a great thing you can do. Oh, definitely. I mean, there are so many different things that you can do in yoga. Yep. I mean, now they have chair sure. yoga. Yep, exactly. All kinds of things. The other thing um, in my tips, I'm saying avoid negative people. Don't uh, surround yourself with with people who are positive. Yeah. Lots of people though, sometimes when they say, "Oh, you're writing a book," and uh, I think maybe you're crazy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you just move away from those people. <laughs> That's right. That's what I'm suggesting. Yep. When the other thing is, uh, I'm saying let's always be grateful for what you have. Yes. I mean, we always want more, but yep. being grateful for what we have. And then seeking out new directions, like I was talking about, other ways of uh, what you can do with your life. I mean, some people want to travel. Some people want to just play golf or go fishing or spend time in their summer homes. You know, those are, those are fine, but you can still work in some purposeful things as well. 
and I'm preaching on, you know, I think we all want to try to leave some kind of legacy. I guess mine will be trees. <laughs> <laughs> I plant a lot of memorial trees. Oh, nice. Over the years, I've donated. I just finished donating some large trees to our new sports complex because it was such a huge towering building that it needed something to bring the height down. So right. two years ago, we put two big ones in, and this year we put two more. I'm in, I'm at the point with my tree-moving business. We're one of the few in the Atlantic region that do it. That I'm trying to sell that part of it, so I was anxious to move some of the big trees that we have in our tree farm um, to, to places where it would be, be useful. The other thing is uh, encouraging uh, family connection because a lot of people come from dysfunctional families. I did, and I know what it's like. And I, I had sort of been the bridge between brothers and sisters. I had two brothers who didn't speak to each other for a long time <laughs> and a sister. <laughs> and um, so I was always the, the middle guy to try to bring people together. But it's it's tough. I, I I run into a lot of people who have problems with uh, siblings, that kind of stuff. So it's hard as you get older, isn't it? Um, yeah. When there's those when there's those rifts in the family, it, it's harder to mend it, mend the uh, the chasms. It seems it's oh definitely, and and they get into court cases and uh, fighting over um, estates and things like that. Yeah. There's a there's a lot of that going on. So I'm hoping I can be useful in that that area as well. And the other thing is um the inner circle friends trying to I've never been a person that developed a close friendships with anybody because I was so busy. No, my wife's <laughs> wife's just totally different. <laughs> so I'm I'm working on that. Uh, instead of being, you know, you know, a loner, I, I I always had groups when I played hockey for a number of years. I I finally quit hockey at age seventy eight because my knees were going, and my surgeon said that if I continued to play hockey, he wouldn't do my knees. So, uh oh, <laughs> at seventy eight, I called it quits. <laughs> well, I haven't gone back with my two knees. So, but I have some friends that are still in their eighties, still playing. So, so you uh, you do yoga now? You said yeah. Uh, I do. What other things? Do you, what else do you do for uh, exercise and and physical activity? Well, I I try to go to the gym three times a week. I have uh, we have a local place called the Locker Room here that we, I can go to, and I belong to a a national gym group called uh, Good Life. They are all over Canada. Mm -hmm. Yep. And, and they're mostly in Halifax, but I do I do a lot of work in the city of Halifax, uh, or the regional municipality of Halifax now it is. And there's five or six clubs there. So anytime I go into work, I bring my gym bag, and the last part of the day I head to the gym. And, of course, I love the saunas. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's another thing I like to do. <laughs> I wish I had one myself, so. So uh, those are some of the tips that I'm I'm working on. Oh, I'm also one area that I'm I'm working on is calling planning for the inevitable things that you have to prepare for. You know when you're going to go. 
my wife is always hounding me about getting rid of stuff <laughs> I'm such a pack rat. <laughs> and then, of course, we have all kinds of stuff left over from our business. You know, she's been really hounding me about you know getting that stuff out of out of here. So I got files to throw out. I, you know, I've kept stuff there for 50 years. <laughs> so, and then it's getting, you know, um, you know, setting up proper wills and power of attorneys, attorneys, I guess. You know, we, we both have decided that we want uh, medical, what was it called? Me dying with medical mm -hmm. assistance. We, we do have that in, here in Canada. So we, we've agreed that if we get to a state where we're just not, can't do anything, we want the plug pulled. Yeah, and I haven't seen too much about planning for the inevitable. So I'm going to try to weave that into my uh, area. Yeah, it's, it's important. So when you're talking to people, um, helping people plan, um, helping people direct themselves towards a more purposeful life, what do you do with people who have really never given much thought to um, doing something else. The ones who, who don't spend their time looking and learning, like you say, uh, how do you get them back in the groove? Well, that's, it's a challenge. I mean, I, I know my own lawyer, he retired and uh, he's bored silly and driving his wife crazy. <laughs> Not used to having him around. <laughs> yep. And there's a lot of people like that. Exactly. And then there are other people who have uh, totally uh, rewired themselves and gone in a different direction, like our our MLA, our um, representative for the provincial government, 20 mm -hmm. years or so of, of being a politician. Now he's uh, taken on a job as a salesperson in a hardware store, and, and he loves it because he, like, you know, he's always <laughs> met with people. And yeah. uh, he, he's... He's really enjoying it. And of course, it's only um, nine to five or that kind of thing. Whereas the politician, you're going 24 hours a day. So, I mean, there's lots of examples of people that uh, totally uh, reinvented themselves. Yeah, so many people. And I, and I think there's an opportunity for a lot of people to do that. And some people are looking for alternate streams of income. There's other ways of, of money in terms of um, except trying to live off your pensions or whatever. Uh, yeah, exactly. So I'm looking at that end of it as well. And I my I guess I'm saying that it's aging is a mindset. There's there's two ages. There's a chronological age and there's a physiological age. I figure most people think I'm 65. <laughs> They don't know I'm 84. <laughs> they always <laughs> say, you're not 84. <laughs> and then the other thing, you know, the mindset ab about being old. And then my my feeling is we got to make the best of the time that we have left. And we can outfox the clock by uh, our lifestyle. Exactly. So. Yep. You get up and do things and keep yourself going, keep yourself active. That's the way. So life just doesn't have to end at retirement. No, exactly. There's so many things you can do. And I know we have to battle health ailments and things like that. I run run the gauntlet with, with those kind of things. I've lived with atrial fib 
which is a uh, you probably heard of it. Um, irregular heartbeat for about forty yeah. years. Uh, battled blood blood pressure, neuropathy, circulation in my legs. You name it, I've had it. <laughs> and you learn to live with it. <laughs> yep, and you learn what you can do. Yeah, yeah. You it, it does it does restrain certain things. And I know, and and some people that I know are quite young have experienced. Uh, heart attacks and had to have triple bypasses. We had a neighbor who was in, in his fifties yep. and, and, you know, they have to re rewire themselves uh, when they're done. So there's a lots of different scenarios that you can certainly help people. Exactly. Especially the more experience you get. Health considerations aren't, aren't uh, limited to people as they age, as you say, you can have health problems at any point in your life. So right. you know, yeah. learning to deal with them is, is the best thing you can do. Yeah. And we know that things like cancer and diabetes are, are yep. a big problem. And some people have to live with it. Um, more people are being able to survive it. It seems to be, a, but just, it's, it's just amazing that all the money that has been spent on cancer research, we still can't get that answer. I'm just trying to learn every day and, and, and not only in other fields, but of course I, I try to hone my craft as well in terms of horticulture and, uh, and, uh, arboriculture. My, my background basically was in horticulture. I had a diploma from the three year school, the school of horticulture in Niagara Falls. And then another four years at Cornell university where I'm, met my wife, brought, dragged her back to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> and then at 51, I went back to school and did a master's in urban and rural planning. Oh, wow. So I was a registered, um, a licensed professional planner, registered consultant, consultant So I had quite a spread of things that I was doing. But we are in a smaller mm -hmm. population here. You know, we, got, we just made a million in Nova Scotia. That's it. And I guess we would be a little about two and a half million in the four provinces. So it's not a big market area. But there's lots of trees. So I'm hoping to reach out. Yeah, I'm hoping to reach out a lot yes, further. Yes, definitely. I imagine you reach out further in terms of what you do. I do. I you know, I try, especially with the podcast, I try to get out as you know, as far as I can. So. Yeah. Well, that was an interesting interview you had with the fellow in Newfoundland. Tom Rossiter. Yes, it was. Yeah, that's how I, I found about you and uh, decided, hey, I'd like to do that too. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is the yeah, place. This, you know, this is the platform. Yeah. I hope uh, I hope more people will do the same thing. Reach out and, and let me know about their lives because that's that was the whole goal of the podcast originally was to uh, find people who are living their best life. They're out there doing yeah. doing what they can. Yeah. Well, that's my that's my plan. I'm uh, not ready to stop it. No, exactly. I, that's why I say Freedom ninety five. That might be a time that I decide to retire. <laughs> Maybe <make> it. <laughs> it's either that or till I drop. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stan, what what advice would you give to people if you were uh, if you were going to give them one piece of advice about uh, making the best of their life? Well, I'd say uh, you got to keep moving. And try to stay physically and mentally sharp. 
and uh, get involved. That's perfect. I think that's a that's a really good piece of advice. It's keep moving, get involved. You gotta yeah. you gotta keep your brain going. Got to keep your body going. Definitely. Otherwise, you're gonna seize up. Yep. And <laughs> we don't want to do that. You shouldn't be worried about how old you are. <clears throat> it's how old you want to be. That's it. Age. Age is just a number. I think uh, pe- people keep complaining. Oh, I'm getting older. It's like, well, the alternative isn't so great. I'd rather keep getting older. <laughs> yeah. Well, sometimes we yearn <clears throat> for the old days or to be able to do some of the things we could do when we were kids. But... Sure. <laughs> but even oh, yeah. even being able to remember those times is better than not having another birthday. Yeah. Or we can relive it with our grandchildren. Yep, exactly. <laughs> well, thank you very much for taking the time to talk with me today, Stan. I've really, uh, really enjoyed it. And I think the listeners are going to be uh, really interested to hear about the things that you're doing and, and to get more ideas about what they can do with their life. Because retirement definitely isn't the end of the road. No. Well, I'm glad to do it. I'm, I'm pleased that you gave me an opportunity. Thank you. It was my pleasure. And that's it for this episode of Beyond Retirement. Thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you enjoyed it. To check out the video interviews, please go to my YouTube channel at bit.ly forward slash beyond retirement. That's B-I-T dot L-Y forward slash beyond retirement. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss any new episodes.